I'm Marie Ortenberger, and you're listening to Echoes, a production of Great Lakes Echo. Climate change remains a subject of controversy in the United States. In fact, the Associated Press recently reported that it's the country's single most politically divisive topic. Though a subject of debate for some, human-influenced climate change is a fact for many prominent science organizations, one that needs to be acknowledged and addressed with haste. But how to educate a public who remains doubtful or disinterested? One possible solution comes in the form of the local broadcast meteorologist. The broadcast meteorologist is often a hometown celebrity. They're the scientists who every person with the television knows. And they happen to report on a subject with close ties to the climate, the weather. But for a number of reasons, broadcast meteorologists would rather not touch the subject of climate change. We, we are in the audience preservation business. I contacted eight meteorologists in the Great Lakes region and was only able to get one to speak with me on the subject of climate change. Kyle Underwood of Wood TV 8, who you just heard. The rest were either on vacation, didn't respond, or explicitly said that climate change is too divisive for them to speak about in public. One even told me he didn't believe the subject was about science anymore, but politics and ideology. And there's good reason for meteorologists to exercise caution. Our audiences are fragmented. It's not like the 70s and 80s where you know people had three choices to get information. Now you have the internet, you have cable stations, you have other TV stations. Um, and we're competing against all these sources. And so when people tune in, it's for a specific reason. And we have a research firm that does, that polls our local viewers, and we know exactly why they're tuning in and what they want. And climatology and global warming never come up on that list. People are tuning, we know that people are tuning in to us for the forecast, not for commentary or opinion on this or that. They're tuning in for the forecast. So if we don't give them what they want, that could be, that could cause extinction. Climate change is tricky to cover. Correlations between the weather and climate are not always concrete, and meteorologists don't always have a background in climatology. Expecting them to carefully handle a delicate and explosive subject in the span of 30 to 60 seconds is a tall order. But increasingly, the public has questions about climate. They want to know if extreme weather events like flooding, drought, the summer's heat dome, are signs of climate change. And a lot of the time, the people they'll most likely turn to for answers are their local weather casters. You know, meteorologists increasingly are getting questions. As you probably know, local TV uh, weathercasters are in many cases in their communities of celebrities. They're speaking to the Rotary Club. They're speaking to the 11th grade. They're speaking to civic organizations frequently, almost on a weekly basis. And uh, many of them in the past several years have increasingly been getting questions. The question usually takes the form of, was that drought last week related to global warming? Or was that hurricane we had uh, in Topeka, uh, was that caused by global warming? So they're getting those questions more often, both on air and off air. And uh, they're, they're not really schooled to be able to answer those questions uh, in an informed way. That's Bud Ward. He works through George Mason University to help broadcast meteorologists better understand climate change and communicate it to their audiences. He hosts workshops to help meteorologists incorporate climate science into their broadcasts and social media presences. 
The workshops start with a rundown of the most recent climate science and its relationship to weather. Then, they guide weathercasters in constructing a 30-second broadcast that incorporates climate discussion. Both the American Meteorological Society and the National Weather Association give their members continuing education credits to attend Ward's workshops. It's one way meteorologists can equip themselves to properly inform their viewers if they so choose. Not all broadcast meteorologists have the choice. You, you clearly find meteorologists in some parts of the country where their audience is not receptive to hearing a climate uh, message related to the weather. They just want to know what, what do I wear tomorrow? Is it going to rain for the kids' soccer game? You find other parts of the country that are more where the population, the viewers uh, in a particular market are more receptive to hearing. And uh, But still, in all those, you've got the time constraints. The other thing is sometimes the pressure comes on meteorologists not to communicate on climatology because of um, management or uh, news director concerns. But with the perfect storm, if you'll forgive the pun, of good science, a receptive audience, and supportive management, success can happen, and has. Jim Gandy is the chief meteorologist at WLTX in South Carolina. The station runs educational segments called Climate Matters, which started as a field experiment to gauge how broadcast meteorologists could impact public understanding of climate change. And these segments were designed to work in the weathercast. In other words, they weren't long segments. Um, they were uh, originally designed to be about 45 seconds. And they were highly focused, uh, tightly scripted, uh, trying to focus on one idea. The results after the first year of the program were positive, but how the ratings responded to the work left Gandhi dumbfounded. My argument for being the test case was that uh, I don't live in a red state, I live in a dark red state. And if you, if you can talk about climate change here, then you can talk about it anywhere. When, when we did the project, they did a survey of our market before we started doing Climate Matters because they had to have a baseline. And then a year later, when we completed uh, the year-long project, they did another um, survey of the market. What we found was that uh, of, of WLTX viewers, 7% um, apparently uh, did not watch us anymore. But of the non-WLTX viewers, 59% switched to WLTX. That's a net gain of 52% in the survey um, group. And I was astounded by that. You know, obviously that rise, we're a CBS affiliate, that rise in audience was not entirely due to Climate Matters. In fact, it probably wasn't even substantially due to Climate Matters. But the interesting thing is that we didn't drive people away. Gandhi maintains that the success of Climate Matters is an example of what weathercasters can do to advance public understanding of climate change. Yeah, you know, you can turn people off. Um, it's, it's, it's how you present it. Um, we weren't presenting anything political. Uh, we have stayed away from that. We, we were strictly trying to deliver the science. You know, our news director said it best. She said, I get more complaints about what my anchors wear every day 
than I ever get about climate change. Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded, edited, produced, etc. by myself, Marie Ortenberger. The music was provided by Poddington Bear.